We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the Home Advisor app today to get started. With this episode, we begin season 2 of When I Was 13. Today, we have on our show Mr. Ambi Pareshwaram, who is a well-regarded leader in the world of advertising and marketing. Mr. Pareshwaram talks about the late 1960s when he was 13 in Chennai. In this episode you will also get to know more about the world of advertising and how should you go about making it as your career so let's hop on into a time machine to go back to the time when Mr Pareshwaram was 13 Hello sir how are you and thank you for being here on my show when i was 30 Happy to be on your show Arushi Thank you So let's begin with a quick introduction of yourself in terms of what you do currently and what you like to do when you have some free time to yourself I was born in 1955 so I am now what 64 years of age I had a stint in marketing then I was in advertising for many many years I then as a CEO of a large advertising agency I moved on then to be an advisor to them for 3 years and okay. in the year 2016 I got out decided to be a consultant a brand coach so what i do now uh, a few things one is i am an adjunct professor of marketing at spjimr in okay. mumbai so i go there uh, once a week or twice a week i also do guest sessions at i am calcutta i am ahmedabad etc i am also an independent director on a few company boards oh, wow that's nice and then i also do brand coaching and brand consulting uh, to a few large big companies as well as a few startups and i also am a certified uh, ceo coach i am coaching a few senior executives so while i am not working full time probably i am reasonably busy uh, probably 3 to 4 days of the week with uh, okay. one of the other engagement okay that's that's what i do now and i also do a lot of writing i i've heard some books that you've written about like you write books so, so i have yeah. written nine uh, a total of nine books book is on its way uh, i also huh. write a rhythm in the business standard and i write occasionally in uh, in the economic times as well so okay uh, that's what i do so as you mentioned that you were born in 1955 so when you were 13 it was i think 1968 so what town or city were you in when you were 13 uh, so i was born and brought up in madras which okay. your generation calls chennai chennai okay? yeah spent a large part of my childhood and even teenage in uh, in chennai yeah okay so can you tell us more about chennai cuz i have never been to chennai so i would like to know what how the place is at your age probably i have never been to delhi either so chennai as you know is the capital of tamil nadu it's a city on the bay of bengal shore 
so it's a large spread out city and on one side of the city is the beach or, or what we call the the marina beach which at one time okay. was the uh, longest uh, beach in the world so i don't know whether it still oh, has wow. that's nice it's a very long 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 beach uh, and those days in 1968 it was a very very beautiful beach as well so i was i was born in chennai and i grew up in chennai and uh, many part of my childhood I, we used to live in a house which was pretty close to the beach so oh, that's nice yeah so that's where i live beach is a part of you know my growing up very much that's like i love to i love the water and the ocean so that's a very nice place to live near the beach as you mentioned earlier that you spent most of your childhood in chennai so in chennai did you study in one school or did you keep changing your schools you know my my grandfather came from a small village in kerala started a small uh, business uh, okay. which which grew pretty well and then my father looked after it and uh, i started i think uh, early part of my life i was in a place in chennai called porusuvakkam and okay. uh, we had a house I mean by the time i was born my grandfather had become fairly successful so we had a large house so nice. ourselves ourselves and so my early years up to class 1 which was i think up to age 6 mm-hmm. was in porsuakam and in a, first in a play school and then later in christian uh, uh, one of those okay. convents then um when i was class 6 uh, my grandfather gave away the house which he had in porsuakam mm. to the corporation of madras to be uh, run as a maternity home and uh, we moved to a place called mailapur in chennai mm-hmm. and i shifted school to a school called vidya mandir high school in mailapur and that's where i studied from class 2 to class 11 you know those days mm. we we had a concept called the matriculation so uh you study 11 years in school and then you go for one year to a college, college. to do a pre university okay. course so so there was no 12th grade there was no 12th grade so okay. i spent uh, all the time in that school from class 2 to class so 11 11 okay so when you were moving from class 1 to a different close school to class 2 uh was it hard for you to leave your friends behind cuz i've been in the same school since kindergarten and thinking about leaving my school really makes me feel a bit emotional so how did how was it hard for you to leave your friends behind and move to a new school i don't remember you know i don't think there was a problem at all because you know what you have to remember is that small kids make friends very very quickly that's true so if i were to think back do i remember any friend from my kindergarten or my first standard maybe there is one guy but i can't even remember his name <laughs> uh, and then i moved to this school and i've been in this school for the last uh, next 9 years mm-hmm. and then i for one year i went to puc to and interestingly of the 30 guys in my class from my school i think two guys came to loyola but both of them were not in my section so when oh. i went to loyola college Uh, I was in a class of 90 and not a single person came from my school it was literally a room full of strangers but it took just few days to adjust and then we made That's friends lovely. and I had a fresh set of friends in my college so, so it's not too difficult to make mm. new friends yeah yeah okay 
So when you were 13, did you see yourself as a marketing and advertising expert? I had no clue. Uh, at 13, uh, you had no clue what you wanted to become when you grow up. But okay. you observe people around you. So in my own family, I had, uh, you know, my grandfather was in business. My father was in the same business as my grandfather. Huh. Uh, uncle uh, was a very, very successful lawyer. Okay. He also used to write uh, fiction, Tamil fiction, Tamil non-fiction books. Mm -hmm. His columns used to appear in magazines. So somewhere probably he was a bit of an influence, but he was a lawyer. He was not involved in the business. And then, of course, we had relatives, uh, you know, uncles who uh, were chartered accountants, uh, finance people. Uh -huh. okay. So... At the age of 13, you know, you know, there are various options open for you. Yeah, yeah. If you study well and then and then uh, and then decide later, there's no, uh, I mean, no need to hurry up and take a decision. You know, my friend's mm -hmm. father was a uh, was a legal expert. Another friend's father was in law. So yeah. another friend's father was a chartered accountant. Another friend's father was working in a big company. So you have a lot of different. Uh, role model. So you don't need to say, look, I want yeah. to. Be yeah, at 13, it's too early, maybe a little later. Probably. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as you mentioned earlier, your uncle was a lawyer and a writer. So when you were 13, did you want to be a lawyer or a writer? I was not sure about law. Uh, okay. But writing, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe inspired by him, I did write a bit, a uh, few poems in Tamil. Which got published right. in, in our house, right. in our school magazine, and all that. But I was not very good at English, so I'll, okay. but I was not sure. You know, at the age of thirteen, I was not sure what I wanted uh -huh. to be, and I don't think you should be sure that early. Also, you know? yeah, yeah, you should go on and explore more options that you can figure out what you're really passionate about. Absolutely. So now we're going to hop on back into a time machine and come back to our present lives. So, as an advertiser, how did you decide what stories to tell people so that they will buy the products that you want to sell? When you start working on brands, whether it is a, a brand like, say, Tropicana or a brand like Tata Indica or a brand like, uh, uh, let's say, Sunfeast Biscuit, you know, so yeah. you don't start writing stories around brands, right? Yeah. What you start is uh, with the consumer. Okay, how does a consumer interact with a car? How does a consumer interact with a, a fruit drink? How does a consumer interact with a cookie? Okay, what role does the product play in their life? Mm -hmm. And then you start looking at your product. How is your product different? You know, what is a unique uh, story uh, you can tell about the product? Yeah, that and, will sell the product. Yeah, and that will sell the product. Uh, that will sell the brand. And then from there, you make a connection between the brand and the consumer. And you create, you write, you know, so in advertising, there are various functions. So there is what is called client servicing function. There is account planning function. There, there is a creative function. Account planning guys go meet consumers, look at the product, analyze the product. They come out with what is known as a consumer insight. Like what is the insight uh, which will make the consumer buy your brand? And then they give that to creative guys. And the creative guys then write story uh, around the brand and the consumer. And that okay. becomes brand story. So, like, for example, oh. uh, a brand of soap contains sandal and turmeric. What does sandal and turmeric do? 
what do women want to be so women every woman wants to look young and sandal and turmeric actually makes you look young because it it works on your skin Mm-hmm. And so that was a brief given to consumer and given to the creative uh, guys, and the creative guys then came out with Santur campaign, which is about younger-looking skin and the mother of a five-year-old getting mistaken for a college kid, <laughs> and then the and the little kid comes and says, "Mummy," and the whole that story, right? That it, that doesn't get created in vacuum. It gets created as a combination of a consumer insight, which is married to a so when you marry a consumer insight to brand, a creative brief. And that creative brief is then given to the creative guys, and the creative guys then write the the story, whether it is Tropicana, whether it is Whirlpool, or or Naukri, or or Unfeast, you know, all those stories yeah. get by the creative guys. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was just one step, but there are a lot of steps to create an ad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. looks easy that you know it's you know, and there's also this image yeah. that advertising is all about those. You know, long-haired, ponytail guys. You know, <laughs> who kind of uh, from the air think of some idea and they write a story. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do write the story, and they are often ponytailed uh, or long-haired. But uh, but before they write the story, they work on what is called a brief. The brief is uh, normally written by the uh, by the client as well as the yeah. accounting and the strategic planning and the client servicing people in the agency. Mm-hmm. But they. It takes a lot of time to write a brief. You know, it, it could take a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, sometimes even three months, because you need to get the right. You need to get the right insight. Yeah. And getting the right insight can take a lot of research. You know, consumer research. So it looks easy, but uh, like in life. But it's not that easy. That is, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now as technology is evolving, a lot of people are watching Netflix or Amazon Prime, but Netflix does not. Have any ads? How do you show ads to those people who have actually like stop watching TV and are just watching uh, Netflix? Okay, so this is advertising adapts to uh, what is available to you. You know, so when I started my career in ad- in advertising or in marketing in 1979, the way you used to advertise was in newspapers, yeah, a little bit of radio and uh, magazines and uh, cinema advertising. Right, so there was no television. Yeah, there was very little television. In, yeah, in, I mean, when I was 13, there was no television. Right? <laughs> yeah, I started working, which was in 1979. There was television, but only in four cities. Oh, uh, okay. And then later, television became so big, and big. so television became a primary medium. But today, there are two things. One is that your generation may not be watching television as we know it. Yeah. But, but often they end up watching television during certain events, whether it is the uh whether it is this the IPL sports matches yeah, okay. huh. yeah. or or let's say the uh prime minister's address or the news or uh or the oscar live webcast or whatever right so huh. there are, so so your generation also will watch some type of entertainment may not be the yeah. classic show. so you can ca- still catch them through through television the okay. other thing is that your generation does spend a lot of time on on their mobile yeah you know, so to various websites going on to facebook instagram yeah etc so you'll have to catch them there uh, you'll have to tailor your message to uh, reach them there is adapting to that so if you look at india probably 50 60% of india can be reached pretty effectively through tv uh but another 15 20% it is difficult to figure out how to reach out to them 
is it through digital is it through youtube or the other new thing uh which not really that new but which is which will catch on is what we call product placement so brands get okay. placed inside inside a series inside a, a program right oh. like um, someone drinking an escafe during a break escafe uh, branding on the on the cup you know hmm. so you see a cute escafe or okay. uh, hero gets out of his house and starts driving a, a tata nexon uh tata nexon may have paid some money for the hero to drive that car right hmm. so we do what is called in film placement so that will become important to catch hmm. your attention uh, i believe um, news will continue to be important whether it is uh, physical yeah. news yeah. or digital news or uh, you know web based news delivery to become yeah. and you will have to catch them there and then of course finally uh, outdoor uh, you know uh, is a reminder medium will continue podcasters and and will start telling stories like for example if i am a milkmaid right mm. Yeah. And I, I want. Uh, I can create a podcast of with milk, milkmaid. Okay. And, and I can try and spread the word uh, mm-hmm. for people to listen to that. So new forms of communicate, podcasting, digital films, which are useful for consumers. All these are already emerging. I think internationally there are several large brands that have their own podcast, their own even in oh. India, a number of have its own YouTube channel. Yeah. brands will develop new ways of communicating with consumers so it could be what we called branded content like uh, coke studio right mm-hmm. uh, you may also have your own uh, youtube channel where you put up useful yeah. stuff for yeah, your I've, consumer right i have seen uh, when i watch youtube people like i think advertising agents they pay the people to show the product so that people can buy it because now youtube has that skip ad option so usually people just like i don't want to see this let's just see the other video so yeah so so you have different types right there is a skippable ad there is a non skippable ad uh, yeah i can create my own uh, youtube channel where i put out videos about my product okay mm-hmm. so that will start becoming more important okay and the brands have to figure out you know how to manage this whole uh, multitude of communication media which is open in front of us okay so um from this question i've learned how advertising has evolved and how creating advertisements has changed could you tell me a little bit more about how the products have changed in the past few years cuz you have been working with advertisements and usually advertisements sell products so how have products changed in these years but there has been a a, a growing uh, multitude of products which uh, which we have uh, we have seen in our country when i was growing up we had uh, probably what two brands of cars you know ambassador and and premier padmini today probably you have a few hundred varieties yeah. of car available for you to buy in those days you had two scooters today you have multitude of you know two wheelers those days you had to wait for 20 years to get delivery of your scooter oh, now wow. you can go walk into any showroom and pick up yeah. brand you want uh in the 60s and 70s if you wanted a phone in your house a landline in your house it could take 6 months it could take 2 years if wow. today you can walk into any shop and pick up a mobile phone and get get connected immediately uh the same can be said across different product categories whether it is soaps shampoos television sets music systems 
shoes, clothes. So the number of products has dramatically increased. Mm-hmm. As a result, brands have to work that much harder. You know, attract the attention of the consumer. The consumer is becoming more and more finicky and yeah. uh, less and less brand loyal. They become what we call vicarious consumers. Uh, so in marketing, uh, we call this consumer culture. That uh, consumption has become a part of culture. So a lot of families even say that, look, what do they do on Saturdays and Sundays? They go to the mall, mm. right? And that's become a part of your family activity. You go to yeah. the mall, you have a meal, you walk around, pick up something and come back, right? So yeah. the brands have to struggle to keep track of consumers, to uh, to make sure that they stay loyal to you. Uh, and as we say in marketing, your cons- consumer base is a leaky bucket. You know, you keep attracting new consumers, but you're also losing consumers all the time. So that it becomes a very, very challenging task today to attract consumers and retain them. Okay. And, and compared to then, when there was a limited number of products, now you have a multitude of products, you know, hundreds of varieties of every product. So this has happened pretty fast, you know, till around 91, 92, 93, we had very limited choice of things. And then in the last, whatever, 20 years, it just galloped, you know, so a dramatic change. So consumer is also not uh, used to it. Uh, So they're also trying to figure out, you know, I have this car. Should I repeat the same car again or should I buy something else? Mm. You know, I have, you know, one watch. Should I buy another watch? Why should I have two watches, you know, or I have a mobile phone, it's working okay, but it's now three years old. Should I buy a new yeah, one, watch, you know, yeah, yeah. or I have a refrigerator, which seems to be working fine, but, you know, it's now three years old, should we change the refrigerator? So Indian consumer is still trying to figure out what is the frequency of change, you know, right. should the refrigerator be changed every three years or is it okay to keep it for 10 years? So these are changes which are happening and hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of, there's been a huge change from when you were 13 and I was 13. So you've yeah. seen that change, which is pretty cool. Okay, so uh, you have been in this field for a very long time. So what has been your favorite ad so far? Many, many ads. One has had the opportunity to work on, on numerous ads. So uh, if you were to look at an ad which uh, our agency or I was involved with, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite ad would probably be the Hari Sadhu ad created by uh, FCB Ulka's Delhi office where uh, um, this man is um, trying to book a room, uh, book a table and he's a very arrogant uh, man and he's shouting uh, at the hotel uh, receptionist. And so one of his colleagues, you know, you know Sabad obviously says that, you know, sir, I'll take the call. And he says, uh, Hari Sadhu and he says H for Hitler, A for arrogant. I for idiot and and that turned out to be a a very very successful campaign like I said uh, this was based on the consumer insight so Arushi why do people quit jobs Uh, some people quit their jobs because they don't like their job and they want to pursue their own dreams which they want to do while some if they maybe they're not earning much and they want to go back to family or maybe some have like family problems and they need to like help their parents so they go back home. So maybe those are the reasons why people leave their jobs. Good. So what we found uh, in the research done by the team, what the team found was that one of the most important reasons why a person quits his job is because he doesn't like his boss. 
Okay. So we then came out with the insight: people don't quit jobs; they quit bosses. <laughs> okay. So the idea was: if you're working with a Hari Sadhu kind of a boss, mm-hmm. okay, uh, it's time you moved on. And how do yeah. you move on? You post your CV on on Naukri, and Naukri will find you a better job. That's nice. Based on an, on an insight, but that's one ad which I, uh, I really like. If I were to name an ad, which probably which our agency did not make, but I, I'm a big fan of, is an ad for a cooking oil called Dhara, okay. uh, where there is a little kid who's sitting in a railway station, mm-hmm. and an elderly person wearing a khaki uniform walks by him, and this little kid shouts out to him saying, "Ramu Kaka," and Ramu Kaka turns around and. बबलू क्या कर रहा है इधर वो बबलू से मैं घर छोड़ के भाग रहा हूँ मम्मी मुझे बहुत गुस्सा करती है तो देन अच्छा लेकिन आपकी मम्मी तो गर्मा गर्म जलेबी बना रही है जलेबी हाँ जलेबी his mom is feeding him jalebi and his father is asking him so his mom asks him actually so aapka ye ghar chhod ke bhagne ka plan ka kya hua is munching jalebi and says jana to hai and his father says agar 10 20 saal baad so i think it's such a wonderful i mean it's what 30 That's seconds right. or 30 seconds such a wonderful story you can i think it's there on on youtube you uh-huh. can search for dara yeah. and you can say jalebi and yeah. dara you can surely watch it or if you just even google jalebi it'll come up <laughs> okay so there's lot so from what i can understand uh, for advertising you need to know how to analyze you need to how find out how peop what people really like you need to figure out human nature and then you need to go into business so lot of talent has to go into making a proper ad so that's pretty lovely and pretty cool so now we're going to hop on back into our time machine and go back to the time when you were 13 so as you mentioned uh, tv was wasn't that big at that time so how would you spend your free time then we had a great time uh, we didn't have tv we didn't have internet we had a we had radio we used to uh, listen to radio there was what is called radio ceylon uh, which used to play uh, movie songs uh, there was also bbc uh, we used to listen to which used to play uh, western uh, you know pop music so okay. one was a little bit we used to listen to radio there used to be what are called radio plays you know pretty much like uh, serials mm-hmm. so they, they come on uh, every sunday half an hour and it's like a serial we listen to that so that we used to listen to that but more than that we used to uh, we used to play a lot than today's generation uh, and we also used to read a lot more hmm. yeah now everybody's becoming lazy and they don't want to go outside so that's pretty sad so for example i'll come back from school around 3:30 have you know something to eat and i'm again out you know there was a ground nearby where all of us used to go and play play something mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or if i was uh, that game was not happening we all used to go to the beach and roam around on the beach <laughs> that's uh, nice eating, eating uh, mangoes uh, so that yeah. was one thing we used to do uh, the other thing was i think we used to read a lot more and uh, yeah i used to go to 
in madras there used to be a very famous lending library called uh, ishwari lending library so we used to, it was a almost like clockwork that we were there every week picking up a few books as well as comics and we used to read a lot uh, mm-hmm. so in those days you must have read all the uh, when we must have finished off enid blyton and mm-hmm. and billy Peter and william and uh, yeah. you know all all those books and then we are i think by by class 8 class 9 we had graduated to i think arthur haley and irving oh. wall uh, james hadley chase and and, yeah. and books harold robbins those were those were the very popular authors then uh, and of course we used to read a lot of uh, indian authors as well uh, rk narayan was a yeah. particularly favorite author of a lot of us we used to read, read a lot of uh, rk narayan but you know time used to pass pretty fast right i mean yeah. uh, you had a whole bunch of friends in school and often you had a different bunch of friends who used to live near your house so mm-hmm. you walk back from school and you change and you get into uh, a different bunch of friends and you're playing you're cycling around the colony yeah. or or you go uh, playing cricket or even gulli danda or you know uh, mm-hmm. like gulli danda was a was a very fun game we used to play on the road those days there was not much traffic you know we were our house was one of the side lanes we had a lot mm-hmm. of free area so there was a gilli danda season we used to play gilli danda or there was a cricket season oh. so cricket and there was That's something nice. called you know, kho kho we used to play yeah kho kho is still there like in our there's school it's called holi goli which means you hit other person with a ball tennis ball so you okay. you just kicking the ball around you know so time used to pass and and i think we used to you know those days we didn't have mobile phone ipad so we used to do yeah. a lot of physical reading of books of comics uh, there used to be magazines uh, mm-hmm. chanda mama uh, magazines like that okay. uh, to read a lot of that you know and those days we also used to go to libraries you know british council library in chennai yeah. had a had a children section so that was yeah. a place that uh, we used to go uh, american library did not have a very good children section but there was a another government library central okay. library which had a very large children section Oh. And, and friends of ours discovered that some Billy Bunter books were available only there, so we became oh. members to borrow those books. That's uh, nice. So we had a lot of very different kind of fun yeah. from our generation, but yeah, it was it was fun growing up. Yeah. Yeah, but the good thing is that some of the things that you had are still here. So like um, Annette Blyton, people still read a lot of Annette Blyton. Arke Narayana School. uh for like the english literature syllabus we have a few stories uh, by him so it's good that they're still there and you know we're learning about the past yeah yeah so it's it's not that your generation only is growing up on jk rowling or whatever right yeah. so it's good that you know some of these are all time uh, all time favorites which uh, continue rk narayan is yeah. absolutely fantastic okay so let's come back to when you started your uh, business journey So, who inspired you to uh, start your journey? Oh well, I think uh, I went into IIT. It was a bit of an accident because I was actually wanting to do chartered accountancy. Uh, okay. So I was wanting to go to Loyola College in uh, Group, you know, Maths, Economics, Commerce, or something like that. And my dad said, "No, no, no. Why don't you do Maths, Physics, Chemistry?" So okay. I said, "Why Maths, Physics, Chemistry?" He said, "No, then you can try for IIT." So okay. I said, "What's IIT?" So he said, "IIT is a Good engineering college, mm. so I said okay. So 
so i was that time in 10th standard i think 10th or 11th and okay. and i said okay and i went to loyola and i discovered some of the guys in my class in loyola had already been had been practicing for iit for okay. the last one year so i and they said have you started i said what do you mean started <laughs> no no there is an entrance exam i said oh uh, so you have to prepare for that i said yeah, i will prepare i mean i'll prepare later I said, "What do you mean later? Yeah, I mean we've been preparing already for a year. Yeah, yeah. And you've not done anything." I said, "Yeah, I'll do it later." So, I could have it, uh, you know, manage whatever. I, those days, we crazy coaching classes were not there. So, okay. I think I must have studied for IIT JEE for about three or four weeks mm-hmm. after my uh, PUC exam with a few friends, and uh, we managed to uh, get in. and then mm-hmm. in iit i discovered that after 2 years uh, engineering is not really my cup of tea and then so i started uh, read on management and then after iit i went to iim calcutta oh, wow. and that iim calcutta i really enjoyed my course and mm-hmm. i turned out to be actually be a good good student did well academically definitely definitely yeah and though in iit i was not such a mm-hmm. top ranking student but in iim i did a summer assignment with Uh, that time a small agency called Rediffusion Advertising. Okay. Uh, and I met uh, two people whom I call my long-term mentors, Ajit Balakrishnan, who later went on to found Rediff.com and Subhash Chakravarti, and they put the idea of getting into advertising into my head. And so when I graduated from IIM Kalyan in 1979, mm-hmm. they made uh, me what is called a pre-placement offer, and oh. I joined advertising. so it was you know and probably i was only iit iim character to enter advertising in 1979 uh-huh. so there about 3 years in advertising i said look i should look at marketing so i went into marketing I was in marketing and sales for about 7 8 years uh-huh. then i came back to advertising and then i stayed in advertising for 26 years so it was it was advertising then marketing sales and then back to advertising so yeah so cuz I, i thought advertising was an interesting field to to be it is okay so we have almost reached to the end of our uh, episode what advice would you like to give to me and the listeners listening to the show i think your generation is is extremely smart you know i mean look at you uh, you're doing a podcast at the age of 13 i i Thank discovered you. i discovered podcast 6 months ago before that i didn't know that uh, there were a lot of i mean i knew of npr but i didn't know that there were actually a lot of podcasts happening in in india and in mumbai Thank and you. okay so great sir I think your generation has phenomenal opportunities ahead of you, uh, both in terms of uh, economic success as well as making change in the society you live in. So, my simple advice is: keep learning, keep dreaming. Don't get fixated on any one idea or any one thought. Yeah, okay. that's true. Keep your, keep your options open till you're probably eighty, ninety, twenty. uh you know keep your options open explore new things do not get disheartened with rejections and and failures look at each rejection look at each failure as an opportunity to learn something new yeah. and as you keep learning as you keep dreaming uh, you will create your own and then you will be able to live your dream so that's my little advice to the young generation people like you uh, oh. and i think all of you will do us all very proud so thank you very much for having me on the show 
and thank you for taking your time and thank you for that lovely advice i will surely keep it in my mind uh, so thank you for taking your time out and to be on my show uh, thank you very much i wish you all the very best thank you so that brings us to the end of yet another episode of when i was 13 as you know every fortnight i interview people from around us and take them back into the time machine to find out how the world was when they were 13. You can follow this podcast on Instagram on the handle when_i_was13. And yes, we now have a Facebook page as well. You can search us on Facebook as at the rate when i was 13. Till we meet the next time with another interesting person. This is your teenager host Arushi Gupta signing off.